Hi, welcome to the Cruise Control Podcast. I am Ryan Cruz. And I am Gavin Davis. We are here to talk about whatever comes out of our weird brains, and we hope you enjoy, and we know we did. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our show. What is cooking? Good lookings. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about extreme people. Mm-hmm. And we don't mean the crazies. Actually, they probably have a little bit of crazy in them. Probably a lot of crazy in them. Yeah. Um, but specifically, we want to talk about the ones that have positive results and don't blow things up or go to prison for life <laughs> or don't end up in Netflix documentaries. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so you want to get us rolling? Who are we starting off with? Uh, let's start off with Wim Hof. Wim Hof, the Iceman. Yes. Uh, so if you don't know who Wim Hof is, uh, he is an interesting fella. He has a lot of world records. I mm-hmm. think it's 21. Uh, I can double check that. But uh, with Wim Hof, a lot of them are related to him just being freaking insane in like cold environments. Like the man buried himself in an ice bath in an ice bath which is insane he has some of the craziest achievements uh two hours and 16 minutes and 34 seconds is how long he was in it wow i know i pulled that wikipedia article up in record time (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it is insane because he like responds to it like it's nothing yeah you know whenever they talk about his records he's like yeah Yep, I did that. Fear isn't a big factor. In, like, Have you seen the one where he hung between two balloons at an extremely high height? It was like thousands of feet in the air, and he was hanging between two balloons. That's crazy. And uh, he's run like marathons without shoes in Iceland or whatever in yeah. record times. He's a uh, farthest swim under ice Yeah, with a distance of 188.6 feet. Mm-hmm. And... What he said was the reason for him doing any of this stuff was uh was that he was basically desperate for a push. Mm-hmm. And so he just randomly jumped into an ice lake one day, which I guess Fair it enough. Worked. Yeah, it worked. he's done all this stuff. If you want to have a jump start to your life, just, you know, risk hypothermia. Yeah, exactly. Or just get hypothermia. Who knows? Maybe it's a, you know, life booster. <laughs> Tony Robbins, where you at? <laughs> oh, but Wim is a uh, Wim is less of a person who's straight about perseverance. That'd probably be Gogans the most. Mm-hmm, but we'll get into him later. Yeah, David Gogans. But well, Wim Hof is also known for his breathing method. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just a certain pattern of breathing that uh, expands your lungs and you know helps circulate airflow, but. What's interesting is he has these camps to where he'll take these people from from like around the world. They volunteer to come and get like to live with him on these camps for Mm -hmm. X amount of time. Yeah. You know, turn their lives around and whip them in the shape, basically. If you have a death wish. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they like will just strip down to their underwear and hike in the snow and take ice baths, you know, Yep. practice the breathing method. Well, he was talking about this on the the Jordan Peterson podcast. He's like Mm -hmm. the first day that they get there, we just take off their shoes and go outside for maybe five minutes and 
they're you know i tell them to have fun make snowballs do whatever and then they don't realize what's happening it's like their body is able to zone it out and that's one of his uh that's something that's very interesting to me and by the way uh wim hoth if you're hearing this and you feel misrepresented feel free to come and join us on a podcast <laughs> and or una- anybody an unapologetic cry for attention is yep. what we need I just like to talk to Wim Hof yeah. or anybody that we're going to be talking about today because they're yeah. all extremely interesting people. Uh huh, Def- definitely. And um, what's crazy about him is uh, another experience he had is he took a group of scientists and he told them to inject the E. coli virus into his bloodstream, along with uh, a select group of his students. And he had such a strong immune system along with the students that had been with him for a while that. The E. coli virus never affected him. It just went away. <laughs> that doesn't happen. He just willed the E. coli virus to not exist in his body, which good for him, man. Just to put this out there, that doesn't happen. Like for human beings, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, just whim. Unless you're whim. Unless you're whim or one of his students. He might be one of those lizard people I've heard people talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You don't hear them talk about it because Mark Zuckerberg has banned all lizard talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he is one to cover <laughs> up. It's all a big conspiracy. But, yeah, um, definitely an interesting guy. He has uh, also reached the top of Mount Kilimanjaro within two days wearing only shorts and shoes, which, holy crap. <laughs> you wanna, How? You want to hike Mount Kilimanjaro in two days with... Shoes, yeah. With I know it's enough of a tr- like a struggle hiking with shoes and equipment, and like you know, heat warmers in your pockets. And this man's just like, yeah, I'll go in freaking briefs, and that's it. And that is a fast time to hike that mountain. Mm-hmm. That's not like he got up it, and that was the good thing. The good thing, like the crazy thing, was that he made it up it so fast mm-hmm. with nothing. Which man, good for him. But uh. I guess now that we've kind of laid out some of the stuff that he's done, let's try and see if we can understand where he's coming from being, you know, an extreme person like this. Like what leads a person to become super extreme? I would assume psychosis or jumping in a freezing lake. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I think uh, at a certain point uh, you get in your life to where you're like, I wonder how far I could go. Yeah. You know, it's uh, questioning uh, the expanse of your will. And if you could actually take how much, you know, oomph you have and elongate it as much as possible in extreme environments, you yeah. know, yeah. see how much you can tolerate, you know, conditions. Mm-hmm. I guess. And what ends up happening is it's like a it's a negative feedback loop to where they do something crazy and they're like, oh, wow, I did that thing. And they're like, I'm going to go do something else crazy. And then they do that thing and then they just keep. <laughs> They just keep breaking boundaries that they didn't think that they could break or didn't know that they could break. Maybe it's not even that you doubt yourself. It's that you didn't know that you could do something mm-hmm. until you're, you did it. You're stronger than you realize. And everybody is. Mm-hmm. Everybody's much stronger than they realize. It's something that uh, was a great lesson that we learned during running. Uh, your body is just <laughs> limited by your mind pretty much. It'll hurt after, but... No, I pretty much just threw up. <laughs> I found my limits at uh, the end of my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but 
it is it is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you hear the stories of the moms <laughs> who lift up the cars with their children under them. Well, it's because that adrenaline just goes so like it just breaches that cerebral cortex. But I guarantee <laughs> it you. just breaks that logical barrier in your yeah, brain. It does. It but does. you're like, well, I don't know. Or even just like, and that's what a lot of these extreme people do. That's well, what happens whenever you jump into an ice bath. Your body is like, I gotta crap. survive. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! Your body is like, all right, time for me to do my job, and then it does, and then you're stronger because of it. Well, what's weird is, is you wonder, is it too much of an attachment to pleasure, or too much of an attachment to pseudo intellectualism and a belief that you already have the logical pathway already laid I'm out? Basically, as good as I'm going to get. Yeah, that, that's what hampers you from doing these crazy or things. Or is it I'm already attached to the things that make me happy, you know? Mm-hmm. In like an unconscious way, you're sort of attaching yourselves to these, or you know, pleasure-centric lifestyles. Yeah, well, it's either avoiding pain or it's holding on to pleasure. It can be either one, you yeah. know? It's where you view pain as too scary. Or yeah. you view pleasure as like... I could die. Yeah, exactly. And it, it can be both. It can be I can die and then I lose everything that's good in my life. Mm-hmm. Or everything that... Or everybody well, that... Either of will lose me. Or even on like a less extreme level, just I could lose this level of comfort that I've grown accustomed to. Yeah. It's like dropping a you've seen that uh show where they drop like these Americans and like uh you know, Westerners off in like the middle of, you know, Siberia. And they're like, survive. You yeah. know? They're, and they're like a great concept for a show. Mm-hmm. And I love watching those types of shows where it's just people who have to survive. Uh what was what Bear grills. There was one of the sharks from Shark Tank, and uh, he said, somebody asked him, like, what's one of your greatest strengths? He said, I could adapt to anything. If you drop me off in the jungle right now, I'd survive. Was it Cuban? It wasn't Cuban. It was, uh, I don't remember who it was. It was probably Kevin O'Leary because his wasn't bald Kevin. head, no, because his bald head could reflect <laughs> he could the sun. A plane. No, he could signal a plane or it could reflect off, uh, the sun could reflect off his head, yeah, and start a fire. <laughs> he doesn't even need to do the little stick twirling thing. No, he's just, just <laughs> or he could blind animals. <laughs> but uh, it, it is crazy that a lot of the successful people that you see are just people who have realized, I can probably do this. Mm-hmm. And if I, I had to. Because that's where a lot of people get stumped up. They're like, I could if I had to, but I don't want to. Yeah. You know, and that, then you're like, true. well, I could, but I'm, I'm most cool everybody's here. guilty of it. Because yeah. we're definitely guilty of it. I was about to it. say, we're definitely guilty of it. We're definitely guilty of pretty much everything that we talk about. Yeah. Especially I... <laughs> compared to these people. I was about to say, compared to Wim Hof, not a lot of people come close to this man's uh, physical accomplishments. No. But there are a few men that have other remarkable physical achievements, like David Gogans. We'll pull up David Gogans. At one point, pull up record. What was that can you look that up yeah because that was it was the most pull-ups over a 24-hour period struggling to spell the name gogans <laughs> um but yeah um he held the pull-up record i think it's been broken since though oh darn dude david yeah. <laughs> but uh he is insanely insanely perseverant uh, because uh his entire thing is that he was never this hard-willed person like go 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 he was a lazy dude. He was chunky. He was a chunky guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He, was he a lost little... 106 pounds in like, was it? It was either 30 days or three months. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Yeah. Because uh, he went from being a little pudgy to doing 4,000, 4,030 pull-ups in a 24-hour period. 
Isn't that insane? <laughs> four thousand. Bro, I can barely do like four. <laughs> yeah, that's that is insane. What a man. That is crazy. That's crazy. But he's not like some freak of nature. Mm-hmm. That's what's so appealing about yeah, him. Yeah, he wasn't bred in some lab. Yeah, he wasn't bred in some lab. It wasn't like mixed with Dwayne Johnson's spit creatine in like some cauldron and then you get David Gogans. He was just some dude, you know? <laughs> He was some below average dude at one point. Mm-hmm. He was a gamer. He had the gamer body. <laughs> he did. And uh, he was a, you know, a Pizza Hut regular. And then he made himself into a Guinness World Record holder, which is insane. He busted. He busted. Mm-hmm. Like all. Did, who was the person on the Joe Rogan podcast that was talking about living with him? Oh, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. And he was like, I lived with this dude. And he was so extreme to where, um, so the guy was talking about, uh, the first day he got there, he was like, all right, do as many pull-ups as you can. Did like seven, seven. And then he was like, all right, do that again. Okay. Three. Three, Yeah. And he's like, all right, we're going to stay here until you get to a hundred. Until you do a hundred more pull-ups. Yeah. He just did three in his last set and they did. He did the, and he was exhausted and he was terribly exhausted. But, but that's, how David, that's how David works. David is quite literally the master of mind over body. That is what David is. Good for him, man. And good for him, and we can all take something from it. Because mm-hmm. David is mind over mind as well. Yeah. Like He's like, you just oh, have you're to, not motivated? Then get motivated. You just have to break those barriers that you set up in Actually, your brain. Actually, take that back. He's not get motivated. He's do it anyways. Yeah. Well, because that's the difference is like, it's not like, uh, it's not like, oh, you're going to have fun doing this eventually. It's like, no, this will suck and you will do it because it sucks. Mm -hmm. And that's what he does. And that is incredible. And, uh, avoiding pain is not your highest calling in life. No, it's overcoming. It is, you know, it's, uh, the ability to achieve something in spite of things, not to avoid things. And I think that's where a lot of us get tripped up, including myself oh, all yeah. the freaking time. Well, everybody does. To some Literally degree. all the time. <laughs> everybody like, well, does it to some degree. I could study, but I don't freaking care. <laughs> there's not a perfect human and there's not a human who's done everything that a human can do. Mm-hmm. So everybody's done it at some point. Yeah. The difference between us and these people is that they do as much as they can. They do it so much more. Mm hmm. And Which, what beasts <laughs> we really need to take something from these people because they are. Uh, if you don't take something from these people, then I guess that just kind of confirms that you're not that you don't care about yourself. See, like, you can't take anything from them. It's just an arrogance of your pre-existing knowledge, you know, where you, the knowledge you have that is prior to this. Um, exposure you believe is superior to what you're being exposed to. Mm-hmm. So you refuse to assimilate it to what you already have. Yeah. It's just uh, arrogance of pseudo intelligence. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're kind of acting like they're groupies a bit. They're not groupies. <laughs> just, no, they're you know, I'm not, groupies. I'm not saying yeah. they're not groupies. I'm right. just saying we're like their fan club. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good. They're so good. But um, yeah, who's the next guy we're going to simp over? Jocko. Jocko Willink. The man's forearms are massive. I have to say, when you're, if you're talking forearms, you know Kronk from uh, Emperor's New Groove? The man has that sized forearms. He could, he genuinely could like snap a bull's neck. 
Like he's a big dude. Cause um, I was listening to his podcast and he was like, listen, the three things that I felt like made me a man. And Jocko was saying this, he was like, number one was I could, I built my body up to where I could beat literally anyone up. And I'm like, yes, I believe you. <laughs> and he was like, number two, I faced death because he was in the military. And he did SEAL training and they yeah, literally kill you and then resuscitate you. That's part of SEAL training. Which is crazy. They drown you. And David Gogans couldn't swim whenever they did that. <laughs> Bringing it full circle back to David Gogans. He couldn't swim. Yeah, he couldn't and swim. he got drowned. And then they resuscitated him. And it's he like literally a Gemini man. Gemini? Gemini man. Yeah. I never saw that movie, but I saw it. It was uh, it was good. <laughs> you said that apprehensively. I did. And you I said it like apprehensively. it was yeah, like forty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was like forty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, I think it was worse. It was probably it worse because it, it sounded reviews. like it sucked. But anyways, <laughs> uh, the third thing he said was uh, it was facing death, and then the third thing he said was uh, raising kids, and yeah. being a parent. Yeah, you know, to where you can. Uh, beat any external forces, beat, you know, face death mm-hmm. without fear. And then have something above yourself. And then have something above yourself to where you can raise people to experience the same things. Because you don't benefit from children at all as a person. Like, you don't benefit greatly from having the kids. No, I mean, posterity does help your... It does. It does help not, your mental state great, vastly. It does. But it's having something like a, to take care of is definitely good for your brain. That's why cat ladies get cats. Because <laughs> you have to have something to take care of. But it also deprives you of things. It's a trade-off that you make. You uh, mm-hmm. you trade simplicity for a higher calling of responsibility. Because that's what that is. It's a, re- it's a call... It's a requirement. It's a requirement to do something right. Mm-hmm. It's sacrificing a lot of time too. And a you lot put, of things that you've worked for, a lot of money, mm-hmm. a lot of... You put a lot of yourself on an altar. You do. And uh, thank you to our parents for doing that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like, so that way we can talk about... So that way we can waste talk our about, time talking yeah. about Jocko Willink and, and them. Dudes who are way better than us. We're sitting behind a mic like, yeah, you guys should do that. While we're just <laughs> freaking, you know, rambling off about, you know concepts we've not implemented yeah but uh definitely a cool dude definitely, definitely a cool dude and he wrote a book called um, extreme ownership and mm-hmm. he was like you have to take responsibility for the things that you do or else you're just going to end up as a weak person yeah because you know if your actions don't have consequences that you don't acknowledge then you don't learn from them and yeah. that's part of existence is making mistakes and growing from them that's definitely and that's a huge part of life it's uh it's it's easier to blame anybody else and this is definitely something that i'm guilty of as well it's just Mm -hmm. it's everyone else's fault it's everybody else's fault and even if it is somebody else's fault it doesn't do you any good to To blame uh, them blame them because it's out of your control who is the guy who uh just said blame everything on yourself he That's a, a very broad statement. No, the, it's was, a, you're talking about Alex Becker. I want to say Alex. You're talking about Alex Becker, but I think it's Alex. It's something like I think it is Alex Becker. It's Alex Becker. It's Alex who you're talking about? But anyways, he was like, um, "Homie looks like the star of Arrow, Stephen Emil." He does. He looks like Stephen Emil. But uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I think it's relatively healthy. But if you go too far down that rabbit hole, you end up falling it's in a pit healthy. of it's self-hatred. You end up falling in self-hatred because then you're like, oh, well, I keep screwing up. And Unless you keep blaming yourself. You don't fall into that pit. 
if you, you have, have to, so much responsibility that you can't afford to fall into the pit. Well, but even if you have responsibility, you'll just all your responsibilities would just collapse because you can only bear so much. You, you have can. to walk a very thin line. You can, but his entire thing was just blame everything on yourself. Not like beat yourself up about it, but if something bad happens, learn from it. And he was, he, the example that he used was uh, drunk driving. If you get hit by a drunk driver and it's you know 10 o'clock at night and you're driving home, then don't be driving home at 10 o'clock at night is what he said. It's well, not something that I agree with. But... <laughs> I was about to say, that's a very, very, like, what if I have to get home from work? There's, you know, certain things that are just unpreventable. There's certain things that are unpreventable, but also, you know, make sure that you're paying attention to the road. I don't agree with the example. Maybe not, but at the same time, it, there, you don't gain anything from blaming the other person is the entire point behind it. Mm -hmm. I don't get anything back for saying, oh, well, this person hit me in the car. So it's there. Besides fault. insurance money. <laughs> Yeah, you do get that uh, good progressive. It's not bread. good. It's not good progressive bread. Okay, it's progressive bread. <laughs> I said it's beneficial. I didn't say it was super beneficial. <laughs> Flo's got you, got you with the hookup at least. You know, hey, Flo also blames everything on you. <laughs> every every accident you're in, you're responsible for because they raise your rates. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Even if you didn't do it, it's unfortunate. You know what you got to do. Uh. Just be Amish and get a get a wagon. You don't have to pay for insurance on that thing. Amish people could be an entire other episode of this podcast. Oh, so yeah. let's get back to whatever. I can get two Clydesdales and not pay for any car insurance. I can get an Apple cart, two Clydesdales, buy flow. I don't need progressive. I've got, you know, Sea Biscuit. Unless Sea Biscuit dies. <laughs> well then you get Sea Biscuit too. Horses can be bred. They're expensive. Yeah. That's like a whole year's worth of cheese farming. Cheese farming. Where do you live, Wisconsin? Uh, but yeah, anyways. Back to the topic. Which is very difficult for us to stay on. Extreme people. Extreme people. Obviously, we're not one of them judging by how yeah. we stay on topic. I was going to say, it's like uh, a big web that you have to interconnect all the topics. And you're like, oh, uh, well, now I know. After listening to this for five times, I now understand. Please why we're listen about to this. it for five times. <laughs> I beg of you. It really doesn't do us a lot of good, but just for, just in general, if you listen to it for five times, you might understand it. No, no, no. It does do you good. You know why? Because you do Lots us good. No, no. It's doing you good because you're helping out your fellow man by boosting our Spotify statistics. You are reaching your hand for a down brother and pulling us out of the pit. Like we were talking about earlier. Why not share our podcast? Why not do it? Is this just going to happen as a big plug? <laughs> yes, this is a big plug. But why would you not do it? It takes five seconds out of your day that you would spend looking mm -hmm. at something else. It, it makes sense. Just, just share it to people that you think would enjoy what we're talking about here mm -hmm. or would gain something from it. <laughs> from two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I have to say what is weird uh, about extreme people, like another one's David Blaine, <laughs> the magician. Oh, wow. He's, yeah. That's a whole different animal to tackle because the man stayed, what was it, like 70-something hours in like a block of ice? Yeah. And No, and he went, um, what was it, like 60-something days fasting? Without food. Without food, and he would just take water and vitamins. Like, how do you function? How do you function? He said after the fasting, when well, he's never been the same. Like, yeah. He can't eat the same 
ever since that because mm-hmm. that messed with him yeah but all that stuff has messed with him in my like he hallucinated in the ice he tripped yeah he did trip so uh if you don't want to pay for psychedelics you know diy life hack <laughs> just freeze yourself in a block of ice just pull a walt disney days. yeah just pull a walt disney freeze your body <laughs> lock yourself in a closet somewhere but david um, blaine is a mix of perseverance and just really good magical tricks he's just a mix of like showmanship and will. He is. <laughs> you ever seen that one clip where he's he was just with... found a crazy way to capitalize off of what he does? Yeah, like uh, there's this one clip. He was with Dave Chappelle, and he swallowed frogs. Oh yeah, he did. The, he did. Uh... And he just vomited them out. <laughs> like he had frogs, and he was just talking. It was, it was like, like Dave Chappelle, Bleh. Steph Curry. It was a bunch of people. Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, and he did one. Uh, I think it was the late night show. He did the minutes. same thing, yeah. yeah. 15 minutes he was talking and doing this magic trick, and then at the very end he regurgitated these frogs. Hopefully he didn't eat the wrong frogs, like those Brazilian poisonous tree frogs. Well, you know, he, uh, <laughs> he almost died from salmonella poisoning the first oh, time that he did that. Ew. Because he was... It you was bet, terrible. You better have somebody you, on standby if you're swallowing frogs. Well, he built up an immunity to it. Because Apparently of how much not he was that swallowing much of frogs. immunity. No, at first, whenever oh, yeah, he yeah. started doing the trick, he almost died from salmonella. And then he built up an immunity to salmonella because of how often he was just... You gotta be crazy to almost die from salmonella and say, let's do it again. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that is... Come on, get over here, leapfrog. Horrendous. That's crazy. and <laughs> That's perseverance to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Good for him, though. That's literally almost Hopefully... dying and not saying... Now that I've almost died, I know that I don't fear death. It's saying, give me another one. <laughs> it's saying double pop, or nothing. Pop another frog, dude. <laughs> pop another one. He just told the Grim Reaper double or nothing. <laughs> Good for him, though. At least yeah. he's capitalizing on it. And um, another one is when he shoved an ice pick through his freaking hand. You know he can't do that anymore, so he does it through his arm. Because like he messed up his hand. Like, he did it so many times, he built up scar tissue. It was something like that. Ouch. Ouch. I, I'm just imagining that shoving an ice pick through, like, the little in-between parts of your hand to where it doesn't actually, like... Well, he messed it up. And yeah. His hand was, like, he couldn't use it for, like, a week. Because he hit, like, a bad nerve. What do you freaking expect? <laughs> I don't even understand the thought process behind that. He's, right? like, he's just most sitting around, like... Most look- magicians... He's like looking in an ice pick off like the garage door of his house, and he's like, "Yeah, I could shove that through my hand." You know, it'd be crazy if I put that through my body. <laughs> you know, like you just have to have like this weird mental process of just like I could definitely do that. Most magicians would find a way to get around it and mm-hmm. make it look fake, like an illusion. But he's like, you know what? Screw that. Whoosh. Yeah, that's why he's uh, directly into he's my hand. So different than most other musicians. Mm-hmm. He's in extreme person he's not really an illusionist i mean he is he, but he is. isn't he is but he does like um extreme challenges extreme extreme like you've seen the one where uh he was like in a casket and it was yeah. like a see-through glass and he was like six feet underground and people were just walking up i think it was like in central park and they're just looking down and it's just david blaine in a casket always on a live stream and i'm like dude how yeah peeing's got to be awkward because you're in that casket for more than a day. Yeah, you are. That <laughs> that would be uncomfy. That would be uncomfortable. That would be 
Sure. Be brutal. But um it's being live streamed. <laughs> yeah. And there's people just standing there. I wonder if there was someone who watched the entire thing. How long was it? It was like oh, I have no several idea. days. There's no way that somebody watched the entire thing. Let me hit the Googs. Like somebody could have had it playing the entire time, but there's no way that somebody actually sat down and, and watched, watched the, the whole thing. thing. There's no way. People have lives, sort of. People have to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It was long enough that Or eat unless you're David Blaine. <laughs> yeah. Most people. David Blaine could watch himself in the casket. Uh, he was in it. Three ton water filled Hold tank. the phone. Uh, time in. But yeah, um, he was in a underground in a plexiglass coffin underneath a three ton water filled tank for seven days and nights, surviving on nothing but liquids. April 5th, 1999. What a guy. Yeah, uh, nobody watched that entire thing. Yeah, no. Except for uh, David Blaine himself. <laughs> Because he was in it. Did somebody do a not sleeping challenge for an extremely prolonged period of time? I feel like I remember that. Longest time someone's been awake. And uh, another cool one was this dude played virtual reality Minecraft. That for like <laughs> that's freaking. For funny. like one dude spent an entire week in virtual reality. Eleven days and twenty five minutes. Two hundred sixty hours. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, didn't sleep for eleven days. That is insane. What a man. Actually, um, what's interesting is uh, if you don't sleep for a certain amount of time, it is really damaging to your psyche because dreams are just the bridge between your unconscious and your conscious, or so it's theorized. So you need your dreams to process your unconscious desires, fears, and emotions throughout the day mm -hmm. and have them actually like, you know, formulated into a conscious format and then stored. But yeah. On that note, <laughs> on dreams, probably wrap it up. Sweet dreams to y'all. Yeah, uh, we love you. Sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> but yeah, um, love you guys. Thanks for listening, and until next time. Goodbye. Love Goodbye. We love you. Hi, thanks for listening. We'd really appreciate you sharing this. This is not our quest. This is a threat. <laughs> <laughs>